Welcome to the Financial Fun Podcast with your host, Tammy Johnston. This is where Tammy talks with business owner parents and grandparents about the interesting and important subject of money. We promise this to be an interesting and open discussion, as that's how we learn best. And now, here's your host, author of the Financial Foundations. Financial Foundations is a series of books to teach kids about money, goal setting, and living a balanced life. Find out more at financialfund.ca. Here's Tammy Johnston. First things first, I would like to thank all of my listeners that have subscribed and reviewed my podcast and invite you to subscribe and review if you haven't yet. I appreciate you helping us to get the word out and making financial literacy a safe and welcoming subject for kids and adults. Second, please check out my podcast website, financialfund.ca, where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Thank you for joining us once again for the Financial Fund Podcast. Today we are very lucky to be blessed by the lovely and dynamic Mylene Elke. Thank you for joining us, Mylene. Oh, thank you for inviting me, Tammy. So, Mylene, tell us what has you passionate? What gets you out of bed in the morning and going after your goals? Rising up and uh, seeing the sunshine. I think that's the strongest (laughs) oomph in my life. When I see the sun rays the blue sky, and then I first thing I go outside and feel it on my skin. So that gets me going every single day. Oh, yes. And uh, I don't know what the weather's been like for you, but the last little while for here, the sun has not been making many appearances. <laughs> no, neither here is the rain. But even there, I step outside or try then to sit inside with a view always onto the uh, trees and flowers. It's something that always... Um, creates a lot of pa- uh, not passion, yeah, joy within me. And what what is what is your business? What are you passionate about? Yeah, putting smiles on people's faces so that they they feel more comfortable in their skin. As a healer, this is something I've uh, always loved to do. Supporting, um, I, I would say, to see the beauty of the world and also their own beauty, which is a little harder. And so that they can see the beauty in others. Oh, so a, a healer. How long have you been in the healing world? Yeah, so pr- I would say 12 years now. Yes, for sure. But if I look back now, I think I was born this way. You know, we're born this way. It, it, we cannot not do what mm-hmm. we cannot do. <laughs> Yes. Me. Some things we're just we're just drawn to it. It's like you can try to ignore it, you can try to go off and do other things, but you keep being pulled back to that thing. Yeah, yeah. And I was lucky I got a, a big array if it was in, in landscape architecture or if it's through painting. I always create the same thing to make people comfortable mm-hmm. uh within themselves, to be able to relax wherever they are. Yes. And what is your family situation, Mylene? So I'm married. I lived in America for a while. That's about 10 years ago, for 20. And I, there I met a German and <laughs> fell in love somehow when my son was born in there. So I, with after that, we moved back to Germany. And so I've been here now 10 years. Ah. And as you said, I have one son and one cat still from America. So that's. <laughs> so it's a well-traveled cat. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> He's been to a few co- uh, countries, yes. Ah, so what what does your family think of you having a business being a healer? I think it took them a moment, especially after, you know, I was, you know, started, as I said, with business, going into veterinary medicine, uh, landscape architecture, trying to find my way and then painting. And then when I took all my shamanic uh, classes, first for animals and then later also for humans, they sensed, uh, maybe I was a little crazy, but after a while they got, uh, to think and they noticed I was this way. They, they remembered questions I already asked as a young child. And my mom remembered that I had all these foresights. And, uh, so after a while they just know it's the most natural thing. And I think then, uh, even when my brother introduced me, <laughs> As a shamanic healer, I said, whoops, okay, it's in. <laughs> <laughs> They're okay with it. Well, I, I have found through many years' experience that the crazy people are usually the best people, dear. <laughs> ah, thank you. I think so, too. <laughs> well, they're the, the crazy people are the ones that change the world and make it a better place. We need more crazy people. <laughs> yeah, we think about it. We try to find new ways. We, uh, It's hard I, for me and I, when maybe any other person to to optimize our life and to have joy. And I think so many of us have been called crazy because we decided to create an easy life for us, mm-hmm. to have fun, to be very expressive, to concentrate more, uh, on more than one field of interest. Except if you, you know, it's then it's not always a hobby or it's maybe sports but that you really put your passion in. And uh, I think crazy people are the ones that really fall, uh, follow a calling. And, and I found, I found that, that the crazy people are usually called crazy because they don't fit in with the system. They, they do things differently. They, they view things in um, interesting and creative ways, which is what we need because so many of our systems, while they're, familiar they're not working (laughs) so we need to create better systems yeah so you know maybe it's also a historical thing where as where does the word crazy come from that's always a fascinating uh (laughs) thing to look at so maybe if you didn't follow what you're supposed to follow so there were many people or uh, phases where the society or uh, rulers or took over so you had to be silenced and so if you spoke too much, you brought up your own ideas or you educated people on a different way, you became in a way a disruptor yeah. of what they had foreseen. Or, or pointing out the flaws or the inequities. And yes. that takes away power from the elite few that have it. And that's very dangerous. Exactly. <laughs> So, but now, luckily, I always say the young generation is switching a lot of things. They don't care about anything. I love seeing that. And uh, they go for what they sense is right. They follow their own knowledge and their truth. And they they create a new path for all of us to follow. And uh, this is, for me, really a, mm, a mesmerizing moment to experience that and to watch them, how they just, with such a surety, 
move forward or just say, no, that's not for me. I'm going to do it this way. And I said, whoops. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm seeing that a lot too. And, and I think a lot of it is is the fact that the, the systems have become so broken that they're going, there's there's no point of us even trying to fit in because it's we're ne- it's never going to work for us. There's there's no yeah. room for us, so we have to walk away from this system because we've been pushed out of it, and we have to create our new way, and we want something better for ourselves, for our future, for the world, for everything, and I'm I'm loving it. I think of them as such positive shit disturbers. <laughs> I, and you're so right, so if things crumble or crack up, that's the time where we can be more who we are. I can be more who I am, you can be more of you and bring the ideas uh, to to daylight and act on them and implement them. And so I think this is a perfect time and I encourage everyone to become more aware of who you are and what you love to do and what makes you hop out of bed. You know, even if you don't get interviewed, <laughs> just... Just look what it is yours and uh, follow your own little twist. And this is so fascinating to watch and experience. Well, I think a lot more of that's coming out right now because the whole world's been in various forms of lockdown for f- over four months now. And people, because we're not fitting into the system as it was originally designed, people are going, do I even want to go back to what that was? And, and how am I going to do this with my kids? And what do my kids want to, to be doing? So your your son is 13, so he's obviously uh, aware of some of the... What are some of the things that he is saying and that you're noticing coming out of your son? Oh, he's relaxing. I think, first of all, I think his age, the young teenagers, they are having fun not go, having to go to school. And they chill. And I think that, you know, chilling and relaxing... And they take the time for themselves. Maybe they do a, here a little sport in Germany. You know, you can do sports or school just started. But they didn't take it so serious. They did listen. And he also listened a lot. He didn't have a lot to say. He's more quiet. Um, but he observes other people. He's, he always felt like it's not so bad and the best will come out of it. He's very positive. I think it was born this way. Very positive. And and what does he think of your healing business? Like how, you said, how long have you been doing the healing business? Yeah, so 12 years, yeah, 12 years ago, you know, when Tilo got, was one, I, I, I uh, through cats, you know, cats in my life yeah. are very important. I started uh, vet, uh, shaman, shamanism for animals and I had to always go to my car. <laughs> <laughs> to to have a little quiet time <laughs> or study in the middle of the night. So I really moved into my truth because I could not not live it. I said, you know, I have to be a good, um, oh, what's the word? I want to walk my talk in front yeah. of my son. I don't want to tell him things and not do it. Yeah. And so what I envisioned for him, you know, was to be himself and I, I remember it started already when I was looking for his name I think I looked at every single name that is out there I don't know spent days every country every language I went through names I ended up with a German name at the end which <laughs> and you found a German in America yeah. you come back to the German stuff dear. German guy in America it's, it's funny sometimes in life when I live there but the, the, the fun thing is then I found Tilo and that moment it it only said like uh, how would I translate Gansa Mann. So that means 
a full man. Okay. Or a total man. And I thought, oh my God, this is perfect. This is where he can grow into whatever he wants to become. Because so many other names, they had, they were telling already what that child is. So that was really, um, I was very happy when I found that and I'm still mesmerized what, of what he's becoming and where he's going and what he is as a being. It, it sounds like you picked the absolute perfect name for him. I think so too. So he's, yeah, he's now and he's, you know, turning into a man, right? He's not head taller now as I am. But you asked me about the healing. So when he, there was an interesting story, I think in first grade, he was six. They got a homework. They had to write four words uh, in, in the square. And one of them, they had to say what they wanted to do in their life. And Tilo, and I asked, sat there and I did, it was, uh, sat there and I said, so Tilo, what do you want to do? And he said, Mama, I want to help you heal. <laughs> and I thought, Tilo, I said, because I have a cerebral policy, I said, Tilo, do you want to help heal me or do you want to help me heal others? And he said, Mama, I'm going to help you heal others. Oh. And then, you know, he went off to his things. He was so clear, done, you know, and then they always already switched to a, a different <laughs> topic. Children are so quick. Oh, oh, they are. The whole world is open to them and they want to check it all out. It's the time of exploration. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and let everyone. I say, let children explore. I read an interesting book about from a Russian woman, and she said, follow your child. So when you go to the park, see what uh, your child wants to do, where he wants to look, or where she wants to, uh, what she wants to touch, or explore. So when I remember with two, he was really fast. He was always running. So I just followed him. I gave him a little enough distance mm -hmm. so he felt free. And I would follow him everywhere, even close to the water, into the woods, and see where he was taken. Because, he, you know, and uh, so he could feel and build up his self-trust uh, yep. in his own decisions really quick as a young child already. <laughs> I, I did that with my daughter one time when we were at the zoo and she was like 18 months old and she decided she wanted to follow the peahens with mm. all of their checks. And uh, <laughs> she just she just went and went and went. She didn't care where mom was or anything. She was on a mission to try and catch those checks <laughs> because they are they're comfortable being being themselves. So you're with your son being old enough and, and knowing a little bit about business and stuff. What questions or attitudes are you seeing around him in the subject of money? So I, one thing I always saw that he's very generous. He loves to invite children. And at the beginning, it was hard for children to be invited or he invited even adults. <laughs> so, yeah, and it was very interesting. First of all, they were suddenly invited by a child. They didn't know how to react. Um, and they I always got these looks and I said, yeah, that's what it, or they came later, you know, he wanted to invite me. I said, yeah, he, that's his, <laughs> his way. He saves a lot. He knows what is important to him. Um, so what are some things that are important to him that he would save money for? Golf. Oh, he, <laughs> he likes to golf, does he? <laughs> yeah. He, since he's five, he knew he wanted to golf. And I, you know, I didn't even take it so serious at the beginning, but he, that's his passion and he wants certain things. 
So he saves all the money, you know, for birthday, Christmas, uh, that you get from the grandparents and others. And, um, or a musical instrument. He got himself a drum one day when he wanted to have one, when he, you know, he fell well, in love. Well, that's every parent's nightmare. <laughs> No, I love the drum. It's very, it's like these hand drums. It's very uh, angel, uh, angelic. <laughs> so I said, ooh, yes. You're, you're a much cooler mom than I would be, dear. <laughs> you don't know. I He, in, in third and fourth grade, they had to learn an instrument. He went for the tuba. So okay. that was a loud thing. So now this one is nothing against the tuba. Oh, okay. <laughs> That he played for two years. Oh, there's definitely a few. In, Ca- in Canada, we subject all parents to a few years of recorder lessons. And uh, I don't know if you have those in Germany, but they're, they're objects of much torture for parents here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it does, you know, it does frame the, the brain and it, uh, the music, it creates this harmony and balance within a child's whole body and, and, and system. And they become so much more creative. Yes. So it's, I, I, it's worth it listening to oh, it. Oh, yeah. Mu- music education is, is so, so valuable and it bothers me. So many schools are, are cutting it and things like that, getting rid of the arts and physical activity and all of this stuff to focus on reading, writing and math. And I'm going, well, if you don't have the other stuff, the kids don't want to, um, focus on, the more cerebral stuff because they have all this pent up energy and it's just, we're not supposed to be creating robots. We're supposed to be creating in your words, whole people. Yeah. 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 No, I I read something really interesting. So if you move backwards walking, then you can also easier uh, calculate and subtract. So if you move forward, children are easier for them to, to, uh, to add. And you really can use a lot of movement um, and also, uh, yeah, you become also more sensitive and healthier and many other things. And you, you, you learn to uh, be in nature or with nature and to be with other people. Yes. So now that he's getting a little bit older and, yes, he very much wants to help you, has he expressed any interest himself in, in what he's thinking about for a career or starting a business when, when he's an adult and more on his own? No, so the golf pro is always in his head, but <laughs> he also has the idea of an architect. So that may come from, uh, he also sees beauty. He sees form. He's very, very visual, right? I, I remember driving through Munich and after he always knew where to drive. And with two, two and a half, he told me to go left, right, uh, you know. He, oh my, a natural little navigator. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. And, when I took him once in a while, I would take him to a, you know, we have like a shamanic council where we go to sometimes. And there I would take him, you know, if my husband maybe was traveling, I had to take him along. And he would sit there and paint drawings for others. Or he would go into meditate, you know, not meditation. Children don't like to do that. But he would go out and he would come in when that's over. But he would always draw something for uh, others. And I thought that was amazing because he always knew what was coming so it is in him but doesn't he doesn't speak about it he tries also to make people laugh he can sense really strongly when i'm a little down or i'm frustrated he does something to switch my attitude a little joke like when he was little he would just turn 
take my glasses and turn them upside down and wear them. <laughs> it always put a smile. It, 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 you know, it switched right uh, something. And so he sensed uh, that. And I think that's going to stay. And again, I think he, he doesn't talk so much, doesn't talk about it for himself. But he does observe me and, and uh, watches that I do my things. I remember there's a, a two fun stories because we're here on a podcast. When I, so I started my radio show six years ago. And I said, Tilo, here yeah, I got an email. A woman would wants me to have her on her uh, on her network, uh, on her radio show network. And what do you think? I I can speak once a month, two times a month, or four times a month. And I said, you know, it is it's so you have it goes in your time at bedtime, and you have to be very quiet uh, for that while and go to bed by yourself and all these things. And I said, yeah, yeah, no problem. I said, so how often do you think I should do it? He said four times. And I said, mm. right. He said, yeah, Mama. So more people can hear you. So he thought that through right in, in a few seconds. So I said, okay, good. And I walked back. I had that in my head as well. And I, I replied to uh, the woman that invited me to do the um, radio show. So I did mm -hmm. it, you know, weekly. Then later I did it. On, now I just do it twice a month. But that's the same. Or what now? Another interesting story because it's a little into, into finance. So I started my podcast in the fall. And I, or let's say I put a, I got a, a, a microphone for it. We went to a fascinating store where you can test out things. And I found one where it's, uh, you know, you don't speak in directly. I sit a little further away. So because I sing a lot mm -hmm. during my podcast or I could use some music instrument. It takes in these things as well. So, but then I left and I had to go to, also somewhere and he took, I got to hear that story later. So my husband said, oh, that's really expensive for a microphone. Yeah, how, not a good, he doesn't find it a good idea to spend that money for a microphone. And my uh, son replied, but that I would need a, a good quality um, microphone because otherwise, how could I get famous with my podcast? <laughs> you know? see, see, he's all about the investment. <laughs> Yeah, for the right thing, for the right thing. He's always been this way. So if you could have your son learn three things about money, three good lessons, what three things would you want him to know before he goes out into the world as his own adult? To look for abundance first. And then uh, if he lives for on, on the philosophy of abundance, that you can have an abundant life, then and he follows his passion, then the money will follow him. Yeah, so that he takes the time really to live his life. That's the most important for me to teach him. Oh, God. I, yeah, to be generous, right? But he is that already. That's, that's important. Yeah. That's something I learned from my father, inviting people, uh, giving whenever you feel like it, not when others tell you it's a cool thing. And, you know, the other one is not so much monetary, but also that's something that I learned from my father and I would like, or, or really my parents, that to have an open ear and to uh, speak and invite everyone from any social uh, background or cultural background and to listen how they look at the world and what they see. And that also goes in, in, into the financial. How do they think? Um 
yeah and so that you can have a a broad spectrum and in any way when you become and work with others you need to understand their culture how they see it how they speak about it how they how how important it is for them or not right yes. if you go to a bazaar further south here uh, uh to africa or the orient they play it's a very playful thing and I, I maybe that's it so so that it is a playful thing to look at it not as a serious thing but as a playful uh yeah playful energy no i wouldn't even call it energy but to play with it and not to, to see it too serious i think i think that's very good especially the part about getting to know people that aren't naturally in your circle as you get to know different cultures and religions and backgrounds and people from mm -hmm. different geographical areas you learn so much more and you open up and you get rid of your your fears and your racism and your hatred and we really need to do that <laughs> yes yes well thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to be on the podcast it was great chatting with you I loved it. Thank you, Tamming, for inviting me and allowing me to speak to your uh, audience. I'm honored, truly honored. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome. Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundation's Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fund, and Instagram at Financial.Fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Financial Fund Podcast. Join Tammy Johnston again next week. For more information, please visit financialfund.ca.